We pick up on the new Mishnah, 84a, pay Dalid at the top. Anything that is able to be eaten in a grown-up ox, big ox, it can be eaten in a young kid. In other words, that the, 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 the ox, as it, as it, when it's small, has a very small and, and tender bones. And what happens is, obviously, as it grows, then those bones harden and they become inedible. So something in a in a small ox was uh, a calf or a kid uh, that, that that might grow even though you could eat it when it was small you're not allowed to eat it uh, if it wouldn't be if it would be inedible when it grows up in other words there are different explanations uh, you know what exactly this is coming to tell us uh, Rashi's view uh, is that uh, you can register for a Pesach uh, in order to uh, uh, to eat this uh, and only if it's uh, you know the stuff that can be edible in a grown-up ox uh, etc the other opinions uh, th- uh, that hold though that we're actually talking here about breaking the bones as we as we just had it uh, what what parts of the bone are defined as uh, breakable uh, allowed to be broken and not allowed to be broken so those are the some different understandings about that uh, and then it adds on can I find and then the soft end of the ribs okay and the cartilage are also defined as edible and can be eaten so Gomorrah picks up um Rama Rabbi, Rama Rabbi, uh, Rabbi says uh, he con- raised a contradiction. Uh, uh, the first line of our Mishnah says anything that can be eaten in a grown-up ox can be eaten in a young kid. Okay, and that can't be eaten law. Uh, that that can't be eaten not. I'm a safer, but then the next part of the Mishnah says Roshe Kanafaim uh, It says, uh, but the last part it talks about the end of the ribs and the cartilage. Uh, then it talks about that. It says can be eaten. Vahani mitachli b'shoragadol. The law mitachli b'shoragadol. But these parts uh, are not eaten in a big ox. So it seems to contradict itself from line to line. So therefore, Ella uh, Tanahi. So therefore, what do we say? This is Machloket Tanaim. Vachi Gitani. And this is how it's meant to read. Or not, this is how it's meant to read, but this is the dispute. According to Chabashwagadol, anything that can be eaten in an adult ox, Yachol Bidiarach, can be eaten in a small uh, kid. But what's not able to be eaten in a big ox uh, cannot be eaten, even though it is soft uh, in a young kid. However, there is another opinion. Uh, but even the ends of the ribs, the one is an opinion that says the end of the ribs and the cartilage uh, can be eaten from a young kid because even though uh, they are quite hard by themselves in a big ox, okay, what happens you could do is what, what happens is that you could cook them uh, and as a result uh, they could become uh, edible that way through uh, through cooking them a lot. So therefore it is a machloket tanem. That's the first uh, understanding of the contradiction. Uh, Rav Amar Rava says no. Mahain uh, Katani. Really, what it's talking about is just giving an example. Uh, it teaches you something, and then it says, "What are examples of this?" Fakitani. This is how you should read it. Anything that can be eaten in a grown-up ox uh, through cooking, uh, can be eaten in a young kid, even though you just roasting it. Mahain. And what are what are these examples of this? Roshay. Uh, and and the end of the ribs and the cartilage. Okay.
so that's you know getting to the same answer, but just uh, the the root is just very slightly different. Tanigavata de Rava, and Rava's opinion is mirrored in Abrata. Um, so he Rava says anything that can be eaten in a grown-up ox can be eaten uh, through cooking can be eaten in a young kid uh, even though it is roasted and examples of this the end of the ribs and the cartilage and this brighter just adds on and uh, the soft uh, bits of getting the sinews or the uh, in the, the soft sinews uh, are, are, are uh, judged as meat. Okay, that's nidurim uh, kibasar. They are defined as meat. Okay, itmar. So we say uh, in terms of this getting shushafan lakashot. What happens if the sinews that will become harder later? Rav Yochanan Amar. Rav Yochanan says nimnim alayim bePesach. You can register for the, register for them uh, in a Pesach offering. I they are defined as meat and you can uh, eat them even though they're going to be hard later. Varesh Lakish Amar Varesh Lakish says no, you can't register for them. Uh, they're not defined as meat. So Rabbi Yochanan Amar Nimna Lame Batar Hashta Aslinan. Rabbi Yochanan says listen, I only look at the current situation. Currently can you eat them? Yes. So therefore you would be allowed them. Varesh Lakish Amar Nimna Lame Batar Sof Aslinan. In other words, what did he say? You can't, uh, you can't eat them in future. He says, so I'm even now, uh, it's something that you can't eat in future, I will not allow you to even eat them now. So that's Rach Lakish's opinion. You look at the future, Rabbi Yochanan, you look at their present, uh, the current situation. Eight by Rach Lakish, Rabbi Yochanan, Rach Lakish, Challenged Rabbi Yochanan uh, as follows. Uh, he says that uh, anything that can be eaten in a big ox can be eaten in a small kid. Uh, these uh, tips are the limbs, ribs, and the cartilage. Uh, these things specifically. But these gidin, these sinews that are eventually going to become hard, not. Uh, so surely that's a challenge you. I'm alive. No, uh, Rabbi Yochanan would respond, uh, Tani Hani, this is how it should be read. And so too uh, with these uh, sinews as well. Uh, you just give examples, but it doesn't mean it's an exhaustive list of examples. There can be more. Hani, time, and the reason is, uh, because they are eaten. Uh, the same way you can eat the tips of the ribs and cartilage uh, through a grown up ox by cooking it. So too, the sinews, even though they will get hard, uh, could be eaten uh, if you cook them quite a lot. When you go in front of Rabbi, ask him the following question, challenge him with the following statement. Did Rabbi Yochanan really say uh, that with the soft sinews you can uh, eat them even now uh, in a Pesach? You can register on them for your Pesach, they are defined as meat. Alma. But as we said, uh, he must be going according to how they are now. But Reish Lakish asked Rabbi Yochanan in terms of a tumor question. Or Harosh shall Egel Harach, a young uh, kid uh, in terms of a young calf, uh, the, the hide of it, uh, which is in theory still edible because it's all very soft. Uh, he says, uh, Can it become, uh, what, what do we define it? 
as in terms of tumah and tahara. Uh, do we look at it as now as if it's edible, i.e. it's like a food, and as a result, uh, it could be subject to tumah, or else uh, do we look at it in future as a hide? Uh, and he says, I'm alive. Uh, so it is not uh, defined as food, which it currently is. Uh, it is defined as hard, which in future it will be. So therefore, Alma batas basof as linen. So therefore, surely we see that even Rabbi Yochanan uh, says about that, uh, that it will eventually uh, become hard. So he looks at what's eventually going to happen, not what is what current situation is. And therefore, that is a challenge to him. So Amalai, uh, the answer was, says, Drama lach halo chash lekimcha, the person that asks you the question doesn't really care about his flower. What does that mean? You know, he just grinds it and grinds it, but he doesn't care what's coming out. In other words, uh, he, he's not uh, being very specific and careful about what he says. Hi, Rabbi Yochanan. We saw that uh, Rabbi Yochanan actually changed his mind uh, and... and, and um, he reversed uh, what he said, and now he actually rules like Reish Lakish. In other words, uh, that it's up to the future, uh, what's going to be like in future. Amalai, uh, and uh, because Rabbi Yochanan uh, says about this, not, not recorded uh, over here, uh, at, uh, I think it's a, a discussion in Chulin, al tiketani belashon yachid ani shone ota. Uh, he says, don't uh, say about, uh, you know, ask me a question that uh, seems to be saying that we go uh, on, the, on how it is now, uh, the current uh, state of uh, this, this hard, that it is edible. He says, uh, I'm teaching it in the singular. That's a whole discussion uh, that, uh, that, you know, not part of our, our um, uh, specific, it's not brought in our Masechet now, uh, but elsewhere, uh, it, in other words, just bring that case uh, where it shows actually in that, in that in, I think, as I said, I think it's in where he uh, had, uh, retracted his opinion and now he agreed uh, with, uh, with, uh, with Reish Lakish. In other words, you look at the future uh, and therefore his, uh, his, um, his earlier statement that you only go according to the present uh, is not uh, his final uh, his view on the subject. Okay, next Mishnah. If you break a bone in a kosher Pesach, in other words, a fit Pesach, and it is Tahor, it is a negative commandment, and therefore, as with most negative commandments, you are going to be lashed. Lashed 14. Actually, uh, it's it's 39, uh, etc., but that's uh, not for now. Okay, so you get lashed uh, for such behavior, a, a ne- violation of a negative commandment, uh, and you get lashed for that. Aval, hamotir, but tahor, but someone who leaves over uh, part of a tahor pesach, uh, also vashover betame, or you break a bone in a tame pesach, enuloke etabam. You do not get lashed. Uh, 40 lashes uh, for that and, and the, the question really is is that they are both negative commandments as well. It says you're not allowed to leave over until the morning uh, and then as we're going to see the, the, we're going to quote the Pasuk in a second uh, so therefore surely that's a negative commandment. Why wouldn't you get lashed? Similarly, uh, if, you, if you break a bone in a Korban Pesach also uh, that is Tame in this instance why won't you get lashed? Uh, where, where's the source for that? So we'll see those in a second and the Gemara picks up uh, immediately with that uh, question, Bishlam Amoto. 
Tahor. Uh, it's quite clear that if you uh, leave over a, a Tahor animal, uh, you won't get uh, lashed. Uh, why would that be? Datanya, Lord Tatirimi Menad Boker, you're not allowed to leave any of it over till the morning. There's a negative commandment. However, the Pasuk continues, Vanotimenu Ad Boker What you leave over until morning, you have to burn. So, therefore, uh, there's what's known as a love, Shinitak Laase. It gives you a, a way out uh, almost. It's connected to uh, it's a negative commandment, but immediately followed by a positive commandment teaching you how to rectify it. Uh, and in this case, uh, if you do leave over, you just burn it. So therefore, the fact that you do a positive action uh, comes and remedies uh, that negative one. Uh, it says, A positive commandment coming after a negative commandment to teach you, Jamar, Shain Loke. Therefore, you are not lashed uh, for that because uh, it's only a negative commandment where there's no way out. Uh, something uh, like this where you can get a positive commandment uh, to remedy what you've done uh, after you've done, uh, in theory, a punishable negative commandment. So what, uh, what should happen uh, is that that positive commandment now should come and uh, remedy it. Uh, it does come and remedy it and therefore you're not lashed. Uh, another example of this uh, is, is uh, if, if someone would Shalom, steal something from someone else, uh, then uh, he's not lashed uh, for that stealing, even though it is a negative commandment. The same idea, because what can he do? He's got the ability to go and return it uh, to the person, and once he returns it, uh, then there is no negative commandment anymore, because uh, it, it like wipes the slate clean. So the same idea over here uh, in terms of burning uh, this notar. Okay, so that's why you wouldn't get lashed because there's a positive commandment coming and uh, and uh, fixing it up uh, what you what you did before. Okay, that is Lomarsh uh, and Loka Lavdi Rabbi Huda. That is what Rabbi Huda uh, says. Uh, that is Rabbi Huda's opinion. However, Rabbi Yaakov Amar Rabbi Yaakov says as follows: Law mina shame No, that is not the reason uh, for that. Elamishum to have a la have He says uh, there's a technical reason uh, for a negative commandment uh, and, and, and there's certain negative commandments where there are actions involved uh, if you go and uh, do an action breaking a bone uh, that is something sorry excuse me <coughs> that um you uh, that you actually physically do you do an act it's an uh, active uh, action that you do and as a result, uh, you'll be liable. Here, uh, if you just leave over uh, something, that is a passive uh, thing to do. Uh, and therefore, you have just passively done something, uh, and that is, the, the, therefore, you will not get a- lashed because you have not done anything active. Uh, and that's what's known as a love. It's a negative commandment, but transgressed uh, through lack of action. Uh, and therefore, and in a love. The rule is that you do not get lashed uh, for that. Uh, the source of this. Uh, is a juxtaposition of uh, verses uh, and uh, where it talks about um, you're not allowed to muzzle your ox uh, when he is threshing and then straight afterwards it talks about uh, becoming uh, getting lashes uh, and therefore the Gomorrah learns out in other in another place uh, that uh, lashes are the love of Chasimah uh, it's called uh, that it's only if there's an action uh, that you're actually doing i.e. muzzling in this case uh, but it generalizes it so you have to be doing an action it can't be something passive and you violate it via a simple simply just doing nothing and therefore and look in a love and uh, therefore a technical reason why you will not get lashed 
for that. Ella However, breaking the bone of a tame pesach, why indeed is wouldn't you get lashes for that? Amakra, because the pasuk says about that. You should not. We had this yesterday. I think it may be the day before. You should not break a bone of it. Or uh, it means not break a bone of it. It's uh, a kosher animal uh, and not one that has been disqualified. All right. So now the rabbis uh, teach the following about that pasuk. Tanur Rabbanan, Vetim Lo Tishru Bo. You're not allowed to break a bone in it. Bo Bakasher Vlo Pasul. A valid Pesach, but not a Pasul Pesach. Rabbi Omer, Babayat Echad Rabbi's view is it says you have to eat it in uh, in one house. Okay, v'etzim lo tishbrubo. The the pasuk, uh, you know, was uh, straight after that or shortly after that. It says v'etzim lo tishbrubo. Call haroi lechila yesh bo mishum shvirat etzim v'shein bo haroi Okay, so that is Rebbe's view. So, just to summarize, Rebbe Yaakov uh, says that uh, it's only if whether the Pesach is Tamei, I mean, is uh, kosher or Pasul, and Rebbe's view is no, it's whether the Pesach can be eaten or not. Okay, so the Gemara says, Ma Benau, what is the difference between the two of them? And now we're actually going to end up having eight different suggestions uh, why, what the difference, practical difference, would be between the two of them. Okay, I'm Rav Yirmiya, Rav Starts off, he says, Pesach Hababa Tuma Ikebene. He says, A Pesach that comes in Tuma uh, when, when the majority of the nation is Tame, uh, he says that is the difference between the two of them. Uh, the one that the first opinion, Rabbi Yaakov, that says whether it is kosher or not, Hapasul. Well, this one really is Pasul uh, because of the fact uh, that you know it, it, it wasn't brought in an ideal situation, so therefore it is uh, Tame, and therefore uh, it, uh, it, uh, the prohibition against breaking a bone would not apply. Uh, but according to Rebbe, he says all that it needs to be is able to be eaten. He says this one is able to be eaten uh, and therefore you're not allowed to break the bones because when the majority of the nation is Tameh, so then you can even eat uh, the Korban Pesach in, uh, in, in a state of Tumah. That's the one answer. Uh, Rav Yirmiya's answer. Rav Yosef Amar. Rav Yosef doesn't like this. According to, if this was the case, he said everyone would agree uh, that uh, no one, no one would say there's a problem with breaking the bone. It says the Rebbe Akula Kaati. Rebbe, my my tradition is that Rebbe is only coming uh, to be lenient, uh, and according to this, uh, and in terms of this, he is saying it. Uh, he says that you would be liable uh, for breaking a bone and Rebbe is not more lenient uh, in this case uh, Rabbi Yaakov uh, would be the lenient one so he says I don't like it he says so therefore uh, what's Rav Yosef's view Ella Haita Lo Shata Koshel Venisal he says the difference is a Pesach offering that uh, at the time was valid but then something happened uh, to it afterwards it became Tame or whatever the case was it was uh, uh, taken outside before it was um 
uh, you know, properly sprinkled, etc., uh, and uh, therefore became uh, disqualified thereafter. Namanda Amakasher, uh, the one that says it all, whether it's pasul or not, hi, Kasher, who he says, well, this was uh, kosher uh, at a point in time, and once it became kosher at a point in time, uh, then the prohibition against breaking a bone remains. Namanda Amaru Lachila, but according to Rebbe, uh, that says it needs to be able to be eaten, hi, Hashta, Lavru Lachilahu, because it is tame, uh, you are not allowed to eat it, or it's it was puzzled because you took it out of its boundaries. Whatever the case is, uh, you're not allowed to uh, eat it. Uh, and therefore, if you break the bone, there'd be no problem. Okay, so that's the second one. Abai Amar. Uh, Abai says, in this situation, Kula Amar law everyone would agree in that previous case uh, that it wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, be liable for breaking a bone because uh, you know even the first opinion that says you would be uh, it's still currently can you eat it uh, or currently is it puzzle yes so therefore you wouldn't be allowed to do it um, my timer and what is the reason uh, for uh, therefore what is my reason says because as we said uh, the, the, the you know the uh, the, the difference is because now, even now, it is possible. Okay, as explained. Ella, Rabbi says, uh, the, the, the issue is whether you can break a bone during the day. On the 14th of Nisan, uh, this animal is still defined as kosher. Can you eat it now? No, you can't eat it now. Okay, but it is still a kosher korban. Uh, if you break a bone, uh, it's therefore you'd be liable. Uh, but why, the Rebbe's Opinion that says it has to be able to be eaten. Hashda lav ba'achilahu. Here it's not able to be eaten, and therefore uh, you would be able to break a bone uh, before uh, the time of eating comes into place. Uh, is that really so? Uh, we Rebbe Omer, we have Rebbe saying in another place, uh, uh, what you can do is uh, register for a Korban Pesach, even on the marrow, uh, in the head. Okay? Uh, but, and you can't register for, the, for eating a marrow in the thigh bones. Why can you register for eating a marrow in a, in a head? Because, well, because you can uh, take it out the head and uh, without breaking any bones. I don't know exactly. Uh, it sounds quite uh, disgusting to us, uh, but maybe they would use like uh, some straw and then suck it up. Uh, I mean, some straw and use it as a... Uh, and. Um, Use it actually as a as what we would call a straw, uh, but would take some some uh, uh, straw and suck it up uh, through that way, and poke it out or whatever the case is, and uh, and then eat it. Uh, so that's how you could do it without breaking any bones. Uh, and it says, uh, and but which obviously you can't do with the the marrow of a thigh bone. And if you are allowed to break, according to what we just said. Uh, if you'd be allowed to break a bone uh, during the uh, uh, the day before night time, uh, then kuliyatinami, uh, even uh, the thigh bone, you could have broken before. Nitbare mibodjom, you could have broken as well. Nafuke lamoach today, and you could have uh, taken out his marrow. Then uh, it says So therefore, you should be able to uh, register for it. So if Amalach how would a buyer say? What would he say to that? according to your uh, rationale uh, it says after night more uh, you could even also get it out okay uh, 
v'nikla. Uh, so what you can do, you could bring a rata uh, uh, is a coal, and you put it on and v'nikla. Uh, what could happen is that you could burn it and then uh, take it out v'nifka le'lemoach today, and then it could remove uh, the marrow from that v'nimda uh, So therefore, it could be possible to do it. Da'atana, as we learned, aval hasuraif b'atzamot. It says if you burn the bones of the pesach lamb mechatech begidin and you cut uh, the sinews. Uh, that is ein bo mishum shvata etim. So using that, that is not defined as breaking a bone. So you could literally burn through. You know, you'd have to hold it with a, with the tongs or whatever. But literally take a coal and burn through what you need to and then you could uh, that is not defined as breaking a bone so you could burn through the bone and therefore you could extract the marrow even in the thigh bone uh, from there so the Gomorrah says well uh, so therefore how, why can't you take the, the thigh bone from the marrow by burning through the, uh, the, the bone with a coal Abayah says no Mishum Pekka what could happen is that uh, the bone could end up bursting uh, the coal in one place could cause the, the heat could be transferred and cause pressure uh, on another place and then the bone would break over there and that would be defined as breaking a bone. Uh, so burning is not uh, uh, an issue uh, but the breaking of the bone uh, as a result of it is an issue. Rabbi Amar also Mishum Hefset Kotshim It could be that you end up uh, wasting the Pesach f- uh, for that. You could burn some marrow. Uh, when you break through the bone, you could use the coal, would actually burn uh, the marrow and, and destroy it. Uh, and therefore, you'd be actively doing this, doing it with your hands, uh, and, uh, and, that's, and therefore, uh, it's, no, it's no good. Okay, because as we said, this, uh, this uh, fire is going to burn uh, some of this, uh, the coal is going to burn some of the marrow. And so too, uh, so therefore, mi bo'ojom nami, gazara mi bo'ojom atu mechashecha sheikha. And so too, uh, even if you burn it, uh, even if you break it during the day, uh, we don't allow you to do that uh, because you might break it after it becomes dark. So that is a bias view. Uh, Rav Papa Amar, uh, he says, According to this, everyone would agree uh, that you would be liable uh, for breaking a bone. It says, why? Because at night, uh, it is going to be fit for eating. Okay, so even though it might, you technically might not be able, edible now, but at night, it is going to be fit uh, for eating, and therefore, you ended up breaking it uh, um, uh, before, breaking a bone before it actually becomes edible but still by the time nightfall comes you're going to be eating from a Pesach that's got a broken bone okay uh, Ella so therefore uh, Papa says uh, my view is they're arguing about a bit of uh, limb that went out of its uh, area okay for example you're allowed to eat the Pesach uh, in Yerushalayim uh, but what happens if you're on the house on right on the edge of Jerusalem and then a bit uh, goes beyond uh, you stick it out the window or something and now it is outside the walls of Jerusalem. We're going to be seeing uh, bits about that, I think, in tomorrow's stuff uh, coming up. Uh, but, uh, you know, so, so it's gone out of a, a, a certain area where it was allowed. Uh, Ella, um, that the argument about Manda, Makasha, the one that says it is kosher, Vahai Kasher, it's still a kosher Pesach, uh, you know, in terms of it, so therefore you'd be forbidden uh, to break the bone. Manda, Amaru'ula Chila, the one that says you're not allowed to eat it, Hai, Lav, Barachilahu, this is not something that can be eaten anymore because it has gone beyond its boundaries. Kiritsanya, as we learned in a brighter, Rabbi Shmuel, Benosha, Rabbi Yochanan, Bren Baroka, Omer, he says, Avish Yatam, Akom, Mik uh, uh, if a bit of its um 
uh, limb goes out of its area uh, it has to, and, and you break it uh, that is not defined as breaking a bone uh, because uh, we literally we, we cut uh, through it we cut like a plumb line uh, down through it and, and we say the bit that's inside uh, is kosher the bit that is outside is not kosher alright Rav Sheshit Brader Rav Iri Amar his view is Korkia Governor de Kulama he says everyone would agree in that situation there's no uh, there's no issue of breaking bones why because that aver is definitely puzzle so it's not edible and it's uh, you know and it's part of a puzzle uh, that aver is looked at as if it's puzzle so then everyone would say you can break the bone in terms of this is uh, where it's, it's if you it's talking only Pesach offering that is uh, roasted, okay, and this one you break it when it is still uh, raw. Uh, and and therefore you know you haven't done. We had this uh, a lot in, in earlier uh, chapters. Uh, I think it was chapter two where we discussed this towards the end of chapter two. Uh, how you meant to eat uh, the pesach? We also had it a bit later. Um, uh, you know the double expression of mivushal, uh, etc. So in terms of it, if it is still uh, but raw, uh, it says manda makasher haikasher. According to the one that says uh, that it only applies to a kosher uh, pesach, uh, so still this is kosher because you can carry on roasting it. Okay, and you be liable for it. Manda amaruilachila. The one that says can you eat it as it is? No, hashda ein roilachila. It's not able to be eaten. Rav Nachman by Yisachamai. He says kokiya gavna yesh mumshurat etim. Everyone would agree uh, that uh, you can't break a bone. Uh, you'd be liable for breaking a bone in this situation my time or what is the reason it still is good you just have to cook it properly uh, it's still inherently a good korban fit for eating uh, it's both uh, kasher and uh, fit for eating but you just have to cook it properly the uh, because it can uh, be eaten so therefore my view the difference is uh, where um uh, the, it's talking about the tail, okay, breaking a bone in the tail. The mandama kasher, the one that says is kosher, hi kasher who. So the whole pesach is kosher, and therefore still, and therefore you'd be liable for that mandama rulechila. One that says uh, you are you able to eat it, hi eno rulechila. You're not supposed to eat uh, the tail. The tail gets burned up. The alia gavua salka. It's it's gets given uh, to Hashem. Uh, gets burned up on the altar. Okay, we had this uh, right at the beginning of Amasechet. Uh, where uh, there was a trick uh, the one of the rabbis played a trick on this one person that said I went up and he ate uh, this non-Jew that ate uh, korbanot uh, in the temple and um they, they tricked him and they, he said to him oh did they give you the tail he says go and tell them you want the tail so then he went and told them uh, oh he wanted the tail and they realized that he was an imposter uh, and it says that they killed him that was back on Daf Gimel okay it's definitely not uh, breaking a bone there the tail the uh, tail's never edible at all as you said it gets burned up on the altar uh, so the difference is uh, if there is an olive amount of meat uh, on the uh, on the on the bone that you've got, that is the difference uh, between the two of them. Uh, the one that says it is kosher, high kosher, who will it still kosher pesach? The whole pesach is kosher. It's just not an olive amount uh, right here. Now the one that says it has to be fit to eat, but in an you need the amount uh, to be eaten, uh, and that's not there. Ravina Ravina says. Uh, 
even in that case uh, you are not uh, liable uh, for breaking a bone uh, it says because the uh, everyone would agree that you need an amount uh, that is able to eat an ella uh, it's whether you specifically need an olive amount of uh, meat at that specific place. Uh, there's, if it's not at that specific place, but there's some in another place, again, this whole animal is kosher. Uh, but one that says it is able uh, to be eaten. Um, you need a, a place of an amount of food at that place of breaking. Uh, in this situation, there isn't one. And therefore, Rebbe would say that you're not. Okay. So that is literally uh, all eight of them. Tanik Abai Minai, we teach like uh, brighter, like four of them. The Tanya, Rebbe Yomai Babai Techad, Yochel, Yachel, it says, Rebbe says, you can, it must be eaten in one house, and you're not allowed to break a bone in it. Al Kashir, Hudachav, Veinochav, Al Apasal. It says that uh, you, 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 you're talking about a kosher Pesach and not one that is not kosher. Haitar Shrata Kosher, if it had a time, we is fit uh, to be kosher v'nifsal v'shat achila but when I was passed at the time of achila ain't bo mishum roshurat etim then that's uh, there's no issue of breaking the bone that was Rabbi Yosef's uh, opinion v'yesh bo mishum roshurat if it has got a little bit of meat on it uh, the right amount of meat on it v'yesh bo mishum shavira at etim then you would be liable for breaking a bone ain't bo shur achila there's no uh, um, amount of meat uh, uh, over there ain't bo mishum shavirat etim uh, then there is no problem uh, with breaking a bone. That was the last two opinions, Rav Ashi and Ravina's opinion. Harui, the Mizbech, and Mishum Shvat Etim, something that is fit for the altar, i.e., like the tail, uh, is also, uh, you, you you could break the bone over there. That was Rav Nachman by Yitzhak's opinion, uh, and uh, and this is the last one, Bashat uh, when it says at the time of uh, eating, Yesh Bo Mishum Shvat Etim, that is where. Uh, it can be, uh, you know, uh, that's where you'd be liable. Uh, it says at the time of it, uh, but not at the time of eating. It is not uh, subject to breaking the bone. That was a biased thing. You said you could break it uh, before Pesach starts. All right, uh, we will leave it there. Uh, everyone should have a great day.